Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Guys sure look nice today. Amen. Turn around and tell somebody new you this morning. Say, you sure look good this morning. Tell them that. Let them know how, how wonderful they look. And if, they look, if they're representing, ask me why I tire today. Say, man, that, that, that brings out your eyes. Just tell them that. Say, that, that sure brings out your eyes. All right. Uh, but, man, yeah, if, we, if, uh, yeah, if you're here with us today for the first time, so we're going to let you know something, man. We love you, and we're glad you're here. We love our first-time family. So thankful for them. And if this is your first time with us, it could be in-house this morning. could be at home for your very first time joining us in worship. So we'd love to do this. we just love to tell you. And so, Faith family, would you let our first-time guests know you love them this morning? Come on. Would you do it? Come on. Amen. Amen. If you're watching online, let us know where you're watching from. Drop a comment. Uh, let us know where you're at this morning so we can just, again, just get just celebrate you being in worship with us as well. But, um, again, don't forget, man, Adam did such a great job sharing that. But don't forget, download the Church Center app if you have not already on your smart device. A lot of great things going on. Our fifth Sunday fellowship's coming up next Sunday, fifth Sunday. And so first time we've done this in a while because of everything happening. So we're going to be providing food for this. It's just going to be a great time. We need you to sign up if you're coming so we can get a head count. So don't forget that. But um, also, register for baptism. It's said next month, February 20th, if you haven't been baptized, maybe again you've re-surrendered, committed your life to the Lord since you was a child or whatever, and it means something to you now, sign up. Get, get Be a part of that day. It's going to be great. February 20th. So it's going to be a good time. But um, I don't know about you. I'm glad to be back in church. Anybody, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Yeah, go ahead. Give God a praise offering, man, for that. Come on. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it when the church gathers. Um, we, we gathered online last week, but um, I love being together. I just love, again, us gathering in person as well, if you're able to make that. I just think there's something about that. I was... Um, I was driving down the road the other day, and uh, snow was pretty much gone. I mean, you know, again, some praise God. You know, for some, some are like, ah, oh. you know, but the snow was pr- pretty much gone. But as I was driving down the road, it was it was wild. I, I I drove past one of the houses, and they had a snow family. You might know, know what a snow family is, amen? Not just a snowman, they had a snow family. And I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, that's, that's cool. And, and, but as I drove on, I was like, you know, some things will hit you in certain ways. And I was like, I drove past that, and I'm like, all the snow was gone. But that family was still standing. And I was like, man, there's something in that, man. And, and it's just that I, there's something about us coming together, something about us being together. You're never supposed to be a snowflake out there on your own, amen? And, uh, but you, you're supposed to be a part of <clears throat> this, this family, this body, so join together. So there is just something about coming together. I believe it's a beautiful thing, and I love it when we can do that. And we're back, amen? We're back in the house. So uh, let's do this. This is how we do it here, if you don't know. We go to the Bible every week. Anybody got their sword? Come on, amen. If you got it, do this. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And uh, yeah, come on, somebody was excited. Amen. I love it. If you're reading that Bible through in 22, man, I hope that's going well for you. Again, I hope it's not a chore. Just make it a, just a, a blessing to be able to spend time with God. Don't get beat up if you miss a day. Just jump back in and 
let the word speak to you. Amen. But 2 Timothy chapter 1, when you've got it, say, I have it. Come on, y'all are so quick. Y'all won Bible drill, didn't you? And so you, you won that in clay. You, was the, you won that sucker and, and that little lollipop. You got up first. But uh, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, don't forget, YouVersion Bible app. Click more than event. And right now, you can follow right along in this YouVersion event with me. But 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, Again, Paul speaking to Timothy, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. I mean, God is powerful. Amen. And there's power in him. Verse 9, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's awesome. Amen. Who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know. (laughs) You got to know some stuff. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Oh, man, let's pray. God, thank you so much, Father, for your loving grace. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbors, ask me why. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, ask, ask me why. Tell the person on the other side that you ignored right then. You turn around and say to them, say, ask me why. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen a lot of t-shirts. If you haven't picked yours up yet, if you've registered, stop by Hospitality. Still have several, a few of those left. So, so stop by if you have not. We'd love to put one on you if you'd like to have one. But we're doing a series called Why. And, uh, and it's, it's, again, all about sharing why we believe what we believe. Why we as a church look the way we look. And so uh, one of the big things in my heart about this series is equipping us to be able to have conversations. Amen. So that's the goal. So again, we're not, we didn't again sew a lot into these shirts so that again, you can just kind of look good, but you look good by the way. Amen. Uh, we, we started this to share Jesus, to share, have conversations. So we're not wanting to have conflicts. We want to have conversations. And so, again, somebody can ask you, ask me why. And when they ask you why, you can start telling them, man, because Jesus is so awesome. He's so good. Uh, you can just, I'm just going to help you right here. You, you can say, man, because Jesus is so full of grace, loves me so much. Uh, you can say, why? Because, man, it's because my church is awesome, and that's why we go. I mean, I'm just trying, to, just trying to help you. Whichever way, again, <clears throat> the Lord leads you to go with that. But 1 Peter 3 talks about, again, being prepared, being ready to have an answer. And so, again, for, for the hope that's in us. And so what we have. And so we want to do that with meekness and love, gentleness, share and have those conversations not conflicts. Uh, our goal is we hope that you don't like lose it. Because how many knows you can lose it in conversations sometimes with people? 
It just happens. Amen. It can happen. Some people know how to. They know what to say to you. They know what to do. They know how to kind of do it. If you lose it, just walk from away from that conversation backwards so they don't see the logo. All right, on the back of your shirt. All right, just walk away from them and just yeah, yeah, and just just walk on out the door and just no, no, no. If you lose it, just say, "Man, not good of faith or new." They're all they're by grace, man. About us making this right. So it's a great opportunity to be humble and share. So, but again, have those conversations. And so we're having a conversation about what we believe. And one of the things is a few few weeks ago now. Uh, third weekend, hard to believe that I, um, I don't know, just could not get away from why grace. And um, we began to talk about that, and we have not, throughout this series, uh, spent three weeks on any one topic. I got, I've told you there could be series uh, among each conversation and each, each week, but uh, this one, I, I wasn't able to just do a week and move on. It just wasn't. I mean, so you know, I just had to hang out here for a while. And uh, we began to talk about, again, the grace of God, that, that it is so amazing. Amen. Is it not? The grace of God is so amazing, and it calls us and justifies us. And, and last week, um, preaching from my dining room table, I just we hung out again in, in grace, and we talked about, again, how amazing the grace of God is. And we learned that the grace is a gift, and um, I love it, man. Grace is a gift. So, again, gifts, uh, they don't cost us anything. All right, there's, there's, there's two things you do with gifts. You, you give them and you receive them. That's all you do with a gift. Uh, if you had to pay for it, it wasn't a gift, all right? Amen. If they give you a gift and then charge you down the road, it wasn't a gift, all right? So again, it, it is given to us. And, it, and there again, two things that we do with it. It's given. And so again, if you've been given the gift of grace, man, you should, you should celebrate that. Praise God. Amen. You should, you should be thankful for that gift, um, I believe this. I believe grace is something that we also should give away. Um, we should give that to others. I had you pray last week as we were talking about, man, is there someone that the Holy Spirit is speaking, highlighting in your heart that you are to show grace to in a situation and show love? And again, uh, again, it's, it's just what happens. We give that away, but we also receive that, and it's available today. Grace is here for you. Grace has what you need. And so today, I want to jump into part three of why grace. I want to talk about this because, again, I just can't get away from it. Um, God's just been kind of like hitting me so hard, and it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. But I want to talk today about what is our response to grace? What is our response to grace? And um, I, I, so first of all, if you're like, well, if grace is this unmerited you know, like gift and it, what? It, I don't have to. I don't have. I don't do anything with that, right? I mean, so I don't have to. And so today, I'm gonna be talking about some stuff, and I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not trying to get you in bondage to anything other than the Word of God and the truth and the freedom that that brings for us. And so we're gonna be looking at Scripture, seeing what that says. And so first of all, this is what grace will do. Number one is grace will do this. Grace keeps us. Amen. Grace is the thing, and it is the one that will keep us. We, we see in our opening text, Paul is inviting Timothy to join him and teaching him on this journey to follow him no matter the cost. All right, like no matter the cost, no matter what happens, no matter what comes your way. And if you know this, Paul had been persecuted. Paul was persecuted greatly. Um, Paul had suffered. Paul had been through a lot of things. Um, I don't think that we really understand that uh, well in America. Come on, amen. I just I don't believe we understand persecution well in America for the most part. Um, you know, I, I, our persecution looks like, well, they didn't like my post. 
Come on, on Facebook, all right? They didn't allow my social media. So, man, they don't, they, you know, man, I'm going through. I'm suffering for the gospel, praise God. Amen. That's not suffering for the gospel, amen. If you, if you get unfollowed because you posted a Bible verse, it's not persecution, amen? All right, just, I mean, it's not good, but I mean, it's, it's, it's not. Um, so I, I believe there's, again, it's a whole lot more happening here. We don't have a, I don't really think, a full understanding. But you know, one day we may. Maybe in our lifetime, very possible. Uh, we know this, if, if you've been through, a, through our Revelation series, man, you saw, man, that there's going to be a time coming. So things will be happening. But Paul is doing this. Paul is sharing with Timothy to join in on this journey, no matter the cost, no matter what suffering may come, no matter what persecution may, may bring. He said in verse 9, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. All right, and so again, we saw this week one of grace that you have been called. Grace is calling you, and grace is calling us today. And it says this, not according to our works. What? All right, so not according to our works. So it, this is it. It, it, it. Read this to your neighbor. Say, but according to his own purpose and grace. Tell him that. Tell, tell him that. It's according to his own purpose and grace. Come on, do that. Turn around. Tell the person behind you even right now. It's according to his own purpose and grace. I like it when y'all turn around. It, it makes people feel uncomfortable. I mean, <clears throat> but uh, it, it just, you, I can see it from up here. I like kind of like. You know, okay, it's all right. But it's according to his own purpose and grace. Now, verse 12, for, I'll drop down. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Now, now this is something that we see here. We see it is the grace of God that keeps us. So it, for us today, it's not our works that keep us. It, it is not today our, our straining and our trying to push something and make something happen. It is the grace of God who does this. And I love this. Paul had full confidence in Jesus. And man, he talked about if you're going to boast, make sure you're boasting in, in the Lord. It, it, you, he had full confidence. I want you to have full confidence in the grace of Jesus this morning. I want you to have full confidence in the grace of what he is able to do in and through your life. And so again, this message of grace and what we see here is not putting any kind of pressure on us. It's able to do this. It's able to help us understand that he is the one who will keep me. He is the one who will do this, but there's something heavy that we, I, I didn't see this for a long time and it, and it hit me because again grace messages can go a lot of ways if you if you hang out in the church much and if you've been a part and you kind of know what happens grace can go a lot of ways guys I mean and it just it just can I, I want to make sure we go the grace way but it, but stay stay true to what scripture shows Hang tight in that and not get away from that because there are some things in scripture that I believe get overlooked sometimes so, so a lot of times, and again, I'm just going to be honest, I would get more likes on my social media posts, I'm on you would too, if I didn't say some of the things I said. I'd probably get more amens from you. Come on, don't leave me hanging up here by myself right now. Y'all all thank you. Y'all so good. I love y'all. But it, it, oh, I, could, I could say certain things, and I know it. I mean, I've seen it. There, and there's pressures that pastors get put under to do that. 
thank you for letting us stay close, stay, stay to Scripture and not have to, not have to kind of do anything, make it sound better than what it is. It's already so good. Amen. It's so awesome. It's better than what I, I can preach. But it, this is so good right here. We see this. He had all confidence that God would keep him. And I, I love this. But there's a connection that I think is overlooked. Because a lot of times, man, that can get preached and that can get amen and that should get amen because that's good. Amen. But this is what we see. He is able to keep us. And again, just straight from the Bible, just straight from what that passage said. He is able to keep what I have. You better, come on, say that, Jay. You, you keep what we have it's okay to say it in church, all right? He already said it. It's okay. Keep what we have committed. Man, so that means this. Everything that I give to him, he holds. Everything that I give to him, he keeps it in the palm of his hand. Everything that I, I just humbly surrender, just like God, I can't do. I commit it to you. That means this. When you commit your life to him, he keeps you. Uh, but, but this is what he's wanting. He, he's wanting you to do this this morning. This is what grace does. Grace keeps us. Grace keeps everything that has been committed. That's what, according to what we see, not just in that passage, but I believe in the Bible as a whole. I mean, again, not just pulling one thing out, trying to single that out. No, what we see as scripture is a life that has been surrendered over to God, committed to him, given over to him. He keeps that. And so that means whatever comes, oh man, he's got me. He keeps me. Bring it. Whatever happens, whatever storm, whatever, whatever comes my way, he keeps me. And so this is the question today. This is the question that we must answer. What have we committed to him? What have we right now committed? So if there's an area of your life, you're like, man, I ain't committed that yet. No wonder. And then you're mad because somebody told you, God, you're going to keep me. This is for people at home. Sorry, y'all good. Everybody's good. For y'all at home, as you should have been here, you should have came. All right, I'm going to talk to you. But it's, it's like, man, it's like, he go, wait a minute, Pastor, he didn't keep me. Did you commit it? Now, this is like, this is like, I'm telling you, man, I just always feel like sometimes, like, man, you ever just like, man, what's the good news? I got good news and I got bad news. Like, and I believe all it's just good news for Christians. All right. It is bad news for those who are rejecting Jesus. It is bad news for like those who are rejected. Now, there's good news is they can come to him. They can surrender to him and they can accept the gift of grace we've been talking about. They can receive that. What area today are we holding back? You know, I, I, what I love is that I'm thankful here that we can do this. We can be honest in this place. This is a church, man, that I love it, man. And not every place is a safe place. And I'm just, it's just not. Not every church is. Not, not every place is. Not all Christians are. And, and again, you can't tell everybody everything. You, it just, it's just the lie. It's just how, how it works. Can't, we just can't trust everybody and everything. But, but this is what we need to get. What area today have you, have you committed to him? If you're like, man, I've committed everything. Let me tell you something. Everything's good. 
It's all good. Amen. It's just all good if I've committed. And so, again, don't, don't look at your situation but, and say, like, man, have I committed that? Now, this is how we can know. This is how we can know what we've committed because this is what happens. You see a flow of grace. And, again, just straight from the Bible. I'm not trying to spin it. I'm not trying to twist it and make it work for me today. I'm not doing that. I want us to see this. This is what he said. He will keep. He will hold, he will, he will put in his hand if everything committed to him. So I want to commit everything to him. Now, this is how we know what has been committed to him. All right. The, the, secondly, this is what grace does. It teaches us. All right. Grace will teach us. And it, it's amazing. I, I, I think it's a beautiful, man, how, how incredible what we see and what, how, how, what he does here, what Paul teaches. Let's, Titus chapter 2. Let's go to Titus chapter 2, verse 11. We see something here in Titus that we, we see how the Holy Spirit comes in. It keeps us, but now it does this. It will begin to teach us. It, it's going to teach us some stuff, and we need to be open to the teacher today, all right? Verse 11, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, all right? Teaching us, and Jesus came full of grace and truth. We learned that week one. He's the one who came. He came, and then this is what it does. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. So that, so this is what this is what we have to take away from this today. We have to understand that He's wanting us to live, follow Him, serve Him, let Him teach us what what we need to be doing, what this thing looks like, what grace truly looks like according to Scripture. That He's teaching us and showing us in the present age. So this doesn't mean for us that, man, you know, again, I've received the grace of God, and man, then when I get to heaven, it's gonna I'm gonna experience. Now listen. He wants you to walk in it now. Amen. He just, this is what we see. And so this is what we, it's, it's, it's cool. It's in the present, like right now, go ahead and do this. And also, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. This, this, this is good news. That he gave himself for us that he might redeem us. From every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority, and let no one despise you. So, so this is what we see. We look at Scripture and see that the Holy Spirit, it, it begins to teach us. He teaches us certain areas and certain things. Now, I'm just going to be honest. I wasn't the biggest fan of school. <laughs> Come on, Cole. God, I got an amen from Cole this morning. Come on. Hey, man, I wasn't the biggest fan of school originally. Now, I love to learn. Because, again, I do. I love it. I want to learn as much as I can. But, but I wasn't because school was different back then, guys. We walked to school in the snow, uphill both ways, y'all, <clears throat> e-learning. Come on, I want to know e-learning. It's e, get your tail up, and you're going to go to school. Hey, Amen. that's what you're going to do. You're going to, that was what we did. But school was different, man. School, I'm t this is school for us. Now, again, it's different today. School for us is like, man, you come in, sit down. You better sit. 
Shut up. He went to my school, bro. <laughs> Amen. Same school. Sit down. Shut up. And it was wild. It, it, we, school's different. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. That we have a lot of educators, teachers there. I'm thankful for y'all. Y'all are doing this thing way better than what we did. I'm just going to be honest. I really believe that. Uh, you guys now are engaging. You're talking and you're getting them to talk and share and you're building more relational uh, relationships with just, I, I think it's awesome. This was what I, on my stuff, everyone, this on my progress report, on my parent teacher, I had to have those regularly. Um, on my parent teacher meetings, he is a great young man who doesn't know how to stop talking. That's a true story. And, and it was like, man, he, he's a great young man, doesn't know how to stop talking. I was, and then God was like, he won't shut up. So I'm going to give him something to actually talk about worth hearing. All right? I believe that. I'm like, man, he called me to preach because he knows I'm not going to stop telling this thing. And so he gave me something to share. But, uh, but here, here's the thing. Honestly, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of school. And let's just be real. Because I didn't want somebody telling me. I didn't want somebody telling me what I should, what I shouldn't. I, 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 I wasn't a big fan of school because I thought I already knew everything. No amens. Thank you. Y'all so kind. I, I, I thought I knew. It's hard to teach someone something who thinks they already know everything. It is. It's, just, it's hard to teach somebody something who thinks they already know everything. That was me. I'm, I'm going to say, like, man, and it's like, the older you get, the more you realize, the less you knew. All right? You know, you know what I'm talking about? You're like, man, I thought I knew that. I ain't blessing nobody right now. I'm just going to help y'all get this early, uh, faith students. All right? Go ahead and right now, be open, learn, listen. And, and, and this is what we see in Scripture. We see now that the Holy Spirit does this. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Now, this is what I know. The Holy Spirit wants to teach every person today in this room something. Every person here. Holy Spirit wants to teach every person in this room today something. Not every person here already knows everything. Come on. It's just, this is how we know. We're open. We're learning. So this is what the Holy Spirit does. He teaches us. Now, look, look at what grace teaches us. Now, again, just straight from the Bible, not spinning it, not twisting it. This is what we see. This is what grace teaches us. That Firstly, we see that it's, it's denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. This is, so, this is what this means. It, it, we should be denying certain things. That was a revelation, wasn't it, man? I didn't have to go to Greek, amen? We just straight, bro. This is what it is. Just we should be denying certain things. So this is what this means. It's not, I'm just not going to do whatever I want to do. It's what it's us. So this is what it teaches us. And so again, so this is what grace does. We see here, man, that it is encountering the grace of God. That it is, it is the one who begins to teach us what our desires should look like. What we should be walking in. Grace, you won't find this. Grace doesn't make us do certain things. But grace will teach us certain areas. And grace will begin to show us. And so this is what he teaches us to, to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. I deny those things now. I'm now, again, I'm saved. I, I've received grace. This is what he's given to me. It's a, it's a gift of grace. We, have, we deny this. We also say that he says in scripture, he says that we should live soberly, 
righteously and godly in the present age. So again, we learned that again, this is why this is just, I can't get away from it because it's just building on one another. We learned early on week one that grace justifies us. It makes us righteous. Now he's saying what I made you to be. Now he's saying you go live that way. Actually live righteously. Actually live soberly. Actually live godly now. Don't wait, man, because he knows how much better it is. He knows how good this is. And so, again, we start doing it like this. We start letting him teach us. We start letting him show us. What I love is that in this church, we're seeing God set people free from things, deliver them, pull them out of things, do things in our life. Because, again, I'm not having to get up and say, don't do this. Don't do that. I don't, I don't have to do that. What I'm saying is let the grace of God teach you. Let the spirit of God show you. And this is what he shows us. Don't live, don't live. Again, denying ungodliness, worldly lust, live soberly, righteously, godly in the present age. And then do it like this. Be looking for. Be looking for that glorious appearing of our great God. And our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, he does this for us. Man, he knew, man. And I, I just and I want us to think about this. He tells us to be looking for that day because I just believe this. I believe, man, we would all live differently if we thought Jesus was coming tomorrow. He, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, what if some of y'all, you knew... He could. I don't know when. I mean, you know, I can't. I believe Revelation shows, lays some stuff out. I, but th this is what I know. He's coming again. And he's telling them in the passage of living a certain way, letting God lead you and teach you, letting the grace of God show you these certain things. Now do it like this. Go ahead and as you do that, be looking for his coming. I, I want to live like he's coming tomorrow. Come on, I want, so this, so like, man, I want you to do this tomorrow morning when you wake up, man, you get up, you're like, man, what would I do different if he came today? What if, what if he was coming and I'm like, well, I ain't going to work. I'm calling in. And I don't need that paycheck. Friday, young, keep that. I don't need that Friday check. I'm good. He's coming. I'm, I'm talking about, but listen, spiritually speaking now, come on. If, if he was coming, who would you call? Yeah, say it. Who would you? So why are we waiting? He's teaching us. He's showing us. If if some of the things, man, we did in our life, some of the things, man, that our flesh was drawing us towards, you're like, man, well, he's coming tomorrow. Man, would I do that? I, I want us to. I mean, again, spiritually speaking, in every aspect, because he said it. I mean, he's told us to be looking for that, be expecting that in the same context of how we live our life. And so he shows us this. And this is what grace does. It's so beautiful. It keeps us. It teaches us. And ultimately, when we understand this, grace frees us. It actually sets us free to live for him. And, and it's, it takes away the bondage. What we're seeing about breaking chains, man. It, there are certain chains that need to be broken in our life. And some, as we're going to see in a minute, that don't because this is what we see in Romans chapter 6. Man, just straight from, from, from the word. Verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. 
All right, so this is what he's saying. Grace frees us. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. All right, so he's showing us what this thing looks like. He's been, it's again, it all flows together. We can't pull one piece out. It all flows together. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God, be thanked that, that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So this is what happens. We become slaves of righteousness. And I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. So this is what grace does when we really see it. Grace will free us. And I believe, I believe the church has grossly underestimated the freeing power of the grace of God in our life. I believe, man, we, we think, man, he can get me to heaven, but everything going on in my life now, I have to just battle until I get there. Listen today, he frees us from this. He delivers us and sets us free. Now I'm talking about, so in order to do this, this is what we have to do. We have to learn to be honest. We have to learn to be real. We have to learn to talk, be honest, share with one another where we're at. And again, I love it, man. I, I love, we've been very intentional. Some people are like, man, how did the church get the culture that you have where people can get up on a stage and say some of the things they've said? Walk to altars and lay it down. How, how do you, we're very intentional in that. We have been for years because, man, I've seen, I've seen places where, man, if somebody got up and just shared where they were at, they're going to get stoned. Come on, they're, they're, get, they're, getting, they're getting taken out, and they're, and they're going to be, per, they're, did you know what, persecution? It should never come from the church. And so, again, we, we see this here, though, man. We see what happens. That, man, and you, it's, you, couldn't even like, man, you couldn't even, like, say that you were struggling. You couldn't even say it. You couldn't tell nobody. I mean, some, somebody blasts power life and dance in the tongue, brother. Don't speak that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, so you're just like, I can't say anything, man. It's wrong. Come on. No, no, this is what he wants us to do. The Holy Spirit teaches us, shows us, and then as he begins to show us, this is what we begin to do. We begin to let him teach us, and then we get honest and we get real about where we're at. Now, this is, again, I love the story where we see a woman caught in the very act of adultery. I mean, she was caught in the middle of it, brought in, put before Jesus, and then, man, like, they was ready. Guys, had, they already had the rocks in their hands. They were already on the ready, had the rocks in their hand, just waiting to say the word. And then you see something, they got her to grace. I'm telling you, man, why don't we keep pushing Jesus, man? If I can get you to Jesus, if I can get you to grace, listen, man, it's amazing what the grace of God will do. So the grace of God begins to come in. Woman caught in the very act and under the law, that what, what should have happened was that. 
But man, she wasn't coming to law. She was coming to grace. She wasn't coming to bondage. She was coming to freedom. She was coming to the one who could set her free, deliver her. So this is what he does. And we don't need to miss it because, again, it's a big statement. He comes and he comes down. And we know if you know the story, man, that's a good story. I don't have time to preach that story, but it is so good. He rises to the sand. He starts talking. Then you're like, man, you start seeing this. People begin to like realize, like, man, wait a minute. He who was without sin, let him cast the first stone. You know, people throwing rocks and throwing stones, and man, they so much sin in their life. And so Jesus just got real. He got honest. And there was freedom there. And, and, and you'll see that in that story, you'll see people begin to drop their stones and walk away. You know, I really wish they'd have dropped their stones and come and got beside her. I'm telling you, man, there was room for them too. And God could have done this for them. But man, they were so caught up in their system. And man, they missed what was there. And so this is what we see. They got her, made the mistake, brought her to grace. And then she looks. I believe there was some moment she locked eyes with him. I believe it was a moment that happened. And then, man, he asked her, where's your accusers at? And she's like, I don't see any. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. And this is what he says. And this is how you know if it's grace or not. He says, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Please don't think for one moment Jesus thought that that woman would never sin from that day forward. It's not what he was telling her. He was telling her, I am freeing you today that you no longer have to live that way. I am setting you free. So again, and so be careful. If you're in a culture, you listen to your tearing teachers that's condemning you, that's not, that's not scripture. But also be very careful if you're hearing scripture and teaching, you're listening, you're reading, it doesn't condemn it, but it condones it. Just as much sin, just as wrong if it's condoning what you're doing. Be, be mindful of what the Spirit of God does. He convicts us. He, he shows us. He, he tells us. He teaches us. And then he does this. I can set you free from it. But he can't set you free if you haven't committed it to him. And so we do this, and I love this Bob Goff, man. Cool, it's a cool quote. He says, grace means that we don't need to airbrush our lives to make them look perfect. When we know they're not. <laughs> grace means we don't need to airbrush our lives to make them look perfect when we know they're not. Y'all know we do this, man. We're in this selfie culture. We're in this world. We're like, man, you know, you, you get the picture, and then they dropping filters, and they dropping all this stuff. And you ever seen those little stories where they put side by side what they look like in real life? And then what they look like with a filter, man. You know, I, I, this is what we can do today. Me and you, we can be honest. We can be real with one another. I'm talking about the, those of us, we've been in church our whole life. We've been around this thing forever. But if there's any areas we haven't committed to him, we haven't surrendered to him, man, this is what we do. We do it today. We, we let this be today because I, I, I want to say, I'm going to pass look, come up here if you would bring that chain with you. And, man, and this is what I was talking about. I was hitting earlier. This is what I, I feel like, man, God hit me with this this week. I was like, man, I hadn't seen that because, man, I'm all about singing to break every chain song. And I love that. And I believe that's biblical is good. But listen, you need to understand what he says in Scripture. What we read in that text was that in our life, we were once slaves to sin. 
We were bound by that. If there's things we haven't committed to him, then we're slaves to that. And so, Pastor, I want you today to represent sin, brother. Love you, man. I love you, dude. And, and it's going to get better. You better get set free in a moment. Come on. This is what sin will do. There you go. Hook me up. Hook a brother up. All right. This is going to help somebody because, listen, some of us are wondering, why do I keep so-and-so? Why is, is this keep happening in my life? Because this is what happens when, when you're trying to live for Jesus, but you're chained to sin. Every time you try to get up there and raise your hand. Me too, bro. He said he's been there. Me too, bro. When, when that's like, it goes with you. Like he, he, he's showing us that, man, like we're slave, we're bound to sin. Like that we, that's, what we're, that's what we're connected to if it hasn't been committed to it. And so like, man, it's wild. So for some of us, I've seen people like, man, like say, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. But man, you haven't committed it to him. And then like you get out there, you're like, man, I'm just doing my thing. And let me tell you something. When you're committed to sin and when you're bound to sin, and you go sin, you know what sin will do with you? Come on. Just jump right in the middle of it. It'll get right in the middle of it. It'll be right in the middle of the mix. And you're like, man, I thought, man. And then the enemy says this, you're not a Christian. You ain't giving everything. Man, you, you, will, you will be bound that way for the rest of your life. Now, this is what we sung about this morning. I didn't even ask them to sing that song, but man, good timing, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. He breaks every chain. But this hit me, man. I was like, he doesn't break like every chain. Because he says, this is, this is, he just changes what you're connected to. Now, you can't see this now if we naturalize and get it. You've got to open your heart to this, to what I'm about to show you, because I'm not going to be like, man, it's heresy. He breaks every chain, bro. He does it all. Man. Now, listen, not according to what we read in Scripture. <laughs> we were slaves to uncleanness, leading to lawlessness, leading to death. But now... Slaves of righteousness for holiness. You're no longer sin, my brother. You are the grace of God. Hallelujah. You've been set free. Pastor Louis got delivered this morning. Give God praise. No, I love you, dude. He says this now I'm a slave, I'm chained to grace. I'm chained to righteousness. I am bound to that. Now, this doesn't mean this. Now, just like, again, when you were slave to sin, you could do some stuff for a little while, but then all of a sudden your praise went away. 
Just like maybe you showed up in church for a little while if you hadn't committed because you can still do those things. But eventually you're going to see this. It's going to begin to pull you back. It's what sin does. But when we do this, when we are now chained to the grace of God, it does not mean that we can't still go out. Get our sin on. You never heard that in church your whole life. You can, because again, ask every Christian in this room, the honest ones, if man, they've sinned since they surrendered their life to Jesus. Yeah, let's just be real. But you'll know the difference of whether or not you are connected to grace because, man, you will see yourself when you begin to go and do those things. The grace of God pulls you back in, puts his arms around you and loves you. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.